This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, just one, mercifully one game to go for you, Mitch Doyle. <sighs> mercifully. <laughs> G'day everybody. One game and, to go. Uh, and uh, a game against the Storm Reserves coming up for your boys to finish the season, Dalroots. I mean, at least my game means like means something. And it means literally I mean, nothing. It's not. It's not being used as a practice match. In fact, at least the Broncos could avoid the wooden spoon if they win. Your game quite literally has no implications on anything. If no one, if it true? wasn't played, no one would notice. Let's just not play it. <laughs> well, I think they should go out and have a picnic. You know, make something different. Yeah, I, I, I think so. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I, I hate this yeah. podcast. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Oh, dear. It's been a good like I'm five sorry, or mate. six years, whatever it is. Lads, yeah. I'm glad we've come this far. Yeah, had a good run. Who knows? Um, so, <laughs> yes, it has it been six years? Uh, 2015, uh, we started doing it. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be six years at the end of this, at the end Crazy. Of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Insane. And still, um, we're all just taller children. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, some of you. Yeah, true. <laughs> Some of us are average height children. Um, True. Uh, yeah, so this is this will be our last uh, part of the regular season. Um, so, well, sorry, well, leading into the finals, we'll have a preview of the finals for you next week and we'll be uh, going old school for the finals, dissecting each game as it comes in over those final uh, four weeks of the season. And then we've got State of Origin after that. And then in the summer, who knows, we'll probably branch out into some other things. But for now, we have... Uh, your questions, the last question time of the regular season. So without further ado, let's get into it. I just want to start with I hate everybody. That's what, that's what I want to start with <laughs> in the podcast. It's a new flavor for me, not liking you all, but here we are. <laughs> anyway, over on a Patreon where I appreciate none of you. Uh, first question, Andy Valente says, so Adam Fanor Blake needs to leave Sydney for reasons. Mm-hmm. He's only going as far as the Central Coast, maybe Tamworth for the foreseeable future. Does anyone Good actually point. believe this bullshit? Uh, no. No, no. Of no. course not. It's the greatest myth. Like, there is... I could believe homesickness in other countries. I believe it a lot more than Australia, if you get me. Like, yeah. if you lived in America and you lived in New York and you missed the Midwest or you missed LA or whatever, it's... Mm. They're such different cities and it's such a diverse country. I get that. I always laugh, like... Yes, it's benefited Brisbane a few times over the years. I always laugh at the homesickness for like Brisbane from Sydney. And I get that some people do struggle with Sydney life and all that kind of stuff. But it's never painted like that. It's never like, you know, oh, someone moved to Sydney and they hate living in the city, so they're going to go move play for the Cowboys. Mm. It's always, oh, they're homesick and they got paid a million dollars. Like, oh, a home, a homesick. Like, a home I, is- I, would, I would get somebody like... Um, friend of the pod Harry Ramage being homesick like I get that like country kids it's completely different life like I get homesick and I've been I've lived in Sydney for nearly 10 years now like I I miss home but like even even now like and I know that it's it's slightly different for me because it's only three hours away but like Mm. at the end of the day like it's not for for a lot of these people it's not a huge imposition to like see your family especially in a normal season like if you are from anywhere on the eastern seaboard you're going to be within probably what, like an hour or two's plane ride away from seeing your family at least once a year. So yeah. 
you know, it, that, it doesn't wash with me at least. Yeah. And as I said on the prior podcast, the Fenua Black one was particularly funny because home was defined as not Sydney, not defined as a... <laughs> Was it defined as like, oh, I want to go back to New Zealand? I was like, I want to leave here and go to Queensland or New Zealand, and yeah, one of those has. I know, like, I know Brisbane apparently had some of his partner's family, but as I said, then Townsville is apparently an option, which is just as close as Sydney. He just wants less traffic. That's it. Maybe he's just sick of sick of traffic. That's it. Or you just do the Jason Saab who was. I was going to say, isn't that why Jason Saab left? <laughs> I just hate. I hate Old Illawarra Road. I hate. Driving through Menai—that's what I. I want to drive through Warunga. And I'm sure, I'm sure the drive, yeah, for most of Sydney to Manly is obviously closer. Idiot. <laughs> like people seem to forget that people in Manly voted against like every road ever going up there. It's like one lane to get to Manly. It is yeah. the worst thing in peak hour ever. It's not like when you go to if, when you go to the south, there's at least more than one lane. Going to Manly, you still have to go down that one goddamn road. <laughs> it's one lane in peak hour. Okay, anyway, next question. Carlo Tyson, did I miss the rounds nine to 14 mid-season MVP votes podcast? No, you didn't, Carlo. I decided to not do it. I pulled rank because I just didn't think there was enough flavour to doing a mid-season vote. If you get We me. did vote, though. We did yeah, vote. we voted. But I've already thought for next year we'll probably do that vote in two pieces in a, in a, in a, in a pre and a post-origin vote. I tried the, the three times a year thinking that I'd get a better thing. But actually, it was kind of murky for me too. Maybe because it was only six games this year. Didn't mm. help, but it what, did, didn't feel right talking about the best of six games for two hours. If you get me? Like, you know, maybe best of two halves season. I mean, we, we kind of went away from doing that this season by not talking about, like, eight games a week. For, 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 you know, six weeks of the year, six shit games. So, like, why would we talk about who was the best player for six weeks? Like, I, I, get, where, I get where you were coming from. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, but we will, we'll have to do the third lot of those voting next week, though. Exciting. Okay, we will. That, that's it. We'll do, so at the end of season, votes will come. And you get to do that. Anyway, next question from Liam. In the likely event that the Broncos get the spoon... Mm. We have suffered enough to be allowed to complain about the situation. We need another two or three years before we're apparently allowed. I think you're allowed to. I, I said this from the start. You're always allowed. You're always you're allowed, allowed to complain. But don't. Yeah. You can complain, but just don't expect. Pe- and, and you guys don't because you're like smart Broncos fans. You can complain, but just don't expect people to feel sorry for you because they won't. And, and there's a difference between complaining for the sake of complaining and complaining because you want better. And ex- and expect better from from your club. In my opinion, that's. I think yeah. you raised a good point there, Bungard. Is like I hate when people tell me when I'm as well right to complain about my, my team. Like fuck yeah. you, I complain when I want to complain. Like you know, Roosters fans are complaining when they re-sign Jake Friend after winning a bazillion premierships. Okay, and I, they can do that. They're allowed to do that. But as you said, I don't don't expect I don't expect people to feel sorry for me. I don't want the pity, but I'm allowed to say the Broncos are fucked and have been fucked for the last years. I hate that shit. Like oh, well, you don't get to complain so you've won three wooden spoons. But it's also like, and I know that Bungard brings this up with much glee, but like you guys haven't won a premiership in 15 years and that's like, that's unheard of for your team. Yeah. Whereas for other teams, it will remain nameless. I mean, their, their longest gap before then was what, four years? Yeah. Like you guys haven't, you guys, for, for comparatively, you guys are, are in a drought. And I remember the, the game that we, that you and I went to at Campbelltown, Mitch, and mm-hmm. like, you were complaining after that game and you had just won. And I remember, like, that game sucked. Yeah. Sucked. It was a terrible game of footy. That was the game Jack Bird dropped the ball over the line and I cry laughed. 
Um, yeah. And that was the hey, last that was a him. try. <laughs> that was uh, pressure. Yes, um, but like you, you're you're allowed to. In my opinion, you're always allowed to complain about yeah. your team as long as it's complaining for the complaining yeah. for improvement, not complaining for the sake of it. I mean, and, and, and yeah. As, and th- I mean, the, the example you gave of Roosters fans, it, that's probably peak entitlement. But again, there's a difference between you expecting better and you expecting other people to feel sorry for it. And I don't think any Broncos fans are after pity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Just don't tell me when, uh, when you can feel sorry. When I, you yeah. know. And like the same thing, it's like when your mum, when you were a kid, there was a dinner you didn't like and, and you didn't like, look, mum, fuck you. I'm not eating your fucking cauliflower. She's <laughs> like, yeah, well, kids in Africa would eat it. Like, would they? They're starving in Africa, <laughs> but would they? Maybe, maybe they would keep. Maybe, you, maybe you should send it over there, man. Like, See how that goes. I don't need, yeah, I don't need to be in a, a rugby league fucking. What is it? You know who? What are the kids in Ethiopia we send money to? What's that foundation called? World Vision. <laughs> World yeah. Vision. I don't yeah. need a rugby league World Vision fan to <laughs> say my situation sucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not asking you to send me money. <laughs> I must say, this could be the most North Shore comment. These could be the most Northern Beaches. Yeah. Who are those people that need, who need money over there somewhere? <laughs> Guys, what's that thing called? Yeah, World Vision. Well, I haven't got vision past the bloody Pacific Highway or down over the bridge, okay? Uh, next question. Dave Butler, who are the best junk time players in the game? Ooh. So if you don't know junk time players, people listening at home, it's like in the NFL, there's players, like a team's down by like 20 and they'll mm. put up two touchdowns. And, you know, they would have had no stats when the game meant something, but they're getting stats when the game is over. Bungard, have you got any? Um, Jared Hain, all-timer. Oh. <laughs> He's um, a king. Oh. Yep, good point. Off the top of my head, but he, he's the go for that. I think it's about time you got back to the Dally M complaint for 2014 and the particular yeah, game. Yeah, so I don't know if people Tom remember king. this, but in 2014, <laughs> Sam Burgess should have won the Dally M and he didn't. Mm. I feel like we've been down this road before. <laughs> yeah, Jared Hayne got points in a game. Oh, every week. Oh, well, they lost by 30, but he scored two tries in the last five minutes. So, yeah, That's two it. points. Great. And Harvey J had a good response in the in the comments. It was Zach Lomax, who has been putting some mad yeah. plays on getting hammered this year. Yeah, I was I was going to say Carrot Holland. Oh, God. But I... Tony Staggs might be one. Oh, that's not a bad one. That's not well, that gains a junk time this year. That's not if any fault of his own. He's good all the time, but we've been a lot of junk time this year. Benji uh, Marshall this yeah. year. Tabuai Fido. Hammerson Tabuai Fido. I like haven't even done enough though, has he? Yeah, like he's he's shown he, he's he's put oh. a lot of plays on, but hasn't hasn't scored. Here's one. Way. Here's one. Jonathan Thurston. Oh. <laughs> Is his trophy actually made? Is his statue actually made of trash that's been rotted down from all the garbage time points? Wow. Wow. Okay, next question. Harvey, I've just read the first line of this and I hate you. And he said, In honor of Mitch being back and presumably reading the questions again. Now it's a tongue twister, fellas. What a nice guy Harvey is. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> if I read those goddamn Raiders things, I'm going to read this one. I'm proud of you. If Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter and I put it in my batter, would it make my batter bitter? Furthermore, if I, if I bit of butter, of better butter would make my batter better. Should I ask my buddy, Batty Blotter, to buy some better butter for my batter to make my batter better? You know what? Well done, man. That was very good. I read that better than a normal question. Why you did actually you read that? Why? Because <laughs> I actually concentrated. <laughs> in future, can all patrons please send in their questions in alliteration? <laughs> in riddles even potentially yes 
Uh, Matt Coleman, instead of absolutely smush brain rule changes for the final round of the season, give me four rule changes that don't suck. Yeah. All right. So let's we just do a couple each or I don't know. Um, so first of all, I've been on this for years, but uh, if the margin is more than 12 and the clock is under 10, no bunker. Get it out of my face. Just make okay. a fucking call. I like it. Um, also, um, charge down. This is this worst rule in the game. Uh, if the ball is charged down, if you're so confident that you can't avoid your kick getting charged down, you don't deserve another whole set of six. You get one extra play. You replay tackle five. That's it. Those are my two. So, I like it. We've done this uh, for so long over the... Uh, drop, you dropping, yeah. the dropping the ball over the line in an attempt to score is not a seven-tackle set. Oh, you got me. That was going to be mine. I can deal with other seven-tackle sets. Oh, I can't deal with drop goals either. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I can deal with it just because whatever, it's still going dead, but I'm getting... Like, they talk about trying to promote attacking play all the time now, and that drop ball over the goal line is like that... It's attacking play. Like I hate sometimes when you get a guy who's like gone for a crazy finish or chase a kick and just mm. whacked his hand and he gets punished. No. Big agree. You got any more, Dale? Uh, I like I like the field goal one. I think that's a good one. Um, you uh, to the having to replay twenty like quick taps from the twenty just shits me to tears. Like it, having to stop because there's players in front of the twenty and stuff like that. Just like. If the bloke has mm. caught the ball going dead, or uh, like he's caught the if he's caught the ball in the end goal, or he's caught it going dead and he runs it back, just let him play. Let let the well, boys play is what that, I'm saying. That's my rule change: is removing the ruck infringement and replacing it with penalties again, but allowing actual quick taps. And if you have someone in front yeah. of a quick tap, well, again, you receive the penalty. You're not supposed to be penalised, right? You receive the penalty. Yeah. If someone's in front of the quick tap; they're just out of play. I I think that's, that's good. It. If if that if that player so that, that player, that player who's in front of the play can't touch the ball for that for that tackle. Like, that's fine. Yeah. That, that yeah. works with me. That's it. Like, that's what I think. Because then it still gives you the option to get if you... Because some teams do want to kick it downfield when they get a ruck infringement. So that's what I'd like. It's, it's uh, like the, I, the I, thing I, that I we, have... we constantly see, like, t- like highlights of touch footy, mm. where, like, you... you they, like, they, they'll, they'll take a quick play the ball... And they'll and they'll sprint through the defensive line. It's like we want exciting play, like touch footy. It's it's obviously not rugby league in its purest form, but like it's exciting. Mm. And you can, is that that bloody NBN modem again? I swear. It is. Oh no! Now you know it. God, we're oh, going to turn up to his God. house next time with batteries. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Yes, uh, but as I said, like we we want exciting play. Why would you punish the team that has been infringed yeah. upon? By can stopping... I take your one? Can yeah. I take your seven tackle set dropping the ball over the line a bit further down? Um, if you drop the ball over the line and your name is Tom Burgess, it's a try. <laughs> it, they're going to have... T- for Tom Burgess, it's touchdown Tom. If he gets across the line, <laughs> it's a try. We'll win the, we'll win the comp. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, Tom Burgess is going to have 20 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, though, that you have to stop other people from stopping, from scoring tries. That's mm. No, we're fine with that. If, if you added in all of Tom Burgess's no tries from this year, I think we'd be first. I haven't done the numbers on that, but it's close enough. That, yeah, does seem like a, 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 that does seem a fairly controversial uh, statistical opinion. But look, yeah. we'll, take it, we'll take it at face value. And, and my other one is I don't care about being perfect, okay? But I want the bunker to be able to rule on forward passes. I don't care about the ones that look slightly yes. forward. Just let it go. But I'm like, this week was a great example. Like, I know we always, we rule on bat backs anyway. But this week's one where, where they, they said uh, Gutherson just tapped it on. Therefore, they could review it. It's like, yeah. 
okay, so you can actually review on something getting tapped forward, can you? But rule and forward passes, I know they talk about, oh, but we can never be perfect. Don't care. I know fans can't cop that either, but they'll be able to actually, I think they might be able to cop it because, you know, sometimes when there's games decided on a three-meter forward pass, we can stop mm. that now. Don't I don't remember any games this year that have been decided on a three-meter forward pass. Yeah. Like, I'll never, I'll never forget the one, and I know it didn't even cost anyone a game or anything, but the, the Morris brothers won against the Broncos where I can't remember which Morris brother got tackled, but he threw the ball while he was going, getting tackled. I remember that. And he that. threw it forward, like two yeah. metres directly forward. Yeah. And the other Morris got it and scored, and we're just like, referee didn't yeah, well. to try it. And it's like, you watch the replay, and apparently, like, that's just tough tits. Everything else you can challenge and anything, but that one, you just cop it. Any other good rule changes, fellas? Uh, any, any, I think, any joke ones? Multi-ball. Oh, I've, got a, I've got like a, like a definitely like if you did this, like old men would agree with it. Um, tries off kicks are only worth half now. Because it's not I a proper like, try. I just like this rule. But, mate, it's like every time but Pop always says, oh, you know, they only scored like one proper try tonight. The rest were just off kicks. It's like, yeah, they, they still count. Yeah. That's it. oh wait that's that's one yeah can we yeah that's a rule to change <laughs> tries off kick make them worthless <laughs> people really that's it idiots uh, I hate that that that's perpetuated by the commentators too though and coaches yeah like, they just don't count like Mike Gazley was a big sucker for that when he was in commentary hey yeah uh, Harvey G honor of Bradman best return from injury this weekend could you give us your all time NRL thick thirteen well I don't want to do it a whole thirteen. But uh, Bradman Bess and uh, and Connie Harrell, clearly the centres. Manu's yeah. on one wing, Matt Utah the other. I was going to say, Matt Utah's the captain. He's a captain. Uh, Chris Sandow at fullback. <laughs> he did play there. He yeah. did. He did. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel sorry for Ashley Albert not make cracking the centres there, but um, whatever. He misses out. Uh, um, Owen Craig is at 5'8. Owen Craig yeah. at 5'8. Would, oh. would, you, would you consider Stacey Jones thick? Mm. He's, He's got stocky. UCR. Yeah, he was talking. Andrew Johns is the halfback. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Sorry. Does, yeah. does, Ian, does Ian Lacey get the hooky, hooker jersey? I know he's short, but he's also bloody thick for short. Ian Lacey. Uh, yeah, Havili could be the hooker. Havili's yeah. a good shout, actually. You're right there. Oh, God. I've just Googled Ian Lacey and got some photos of his late career stuff at the Jets. Uh, yeah, he's in. He's fat. <laughs> okay, um, uh, so, oh, front Mark, rows. I'm an idiot. No, no. Mark Riddell. Yep. Yeah, yeah, fair. So, Tukey, Tukey's one prop. George um, Rose. George, George Rose is the other. Coltrane is in the back, lo- uh, back row with... Felidi's at uh, 13. Felidi's yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Oh, Eastwood's Who's the other back row? So, oh, Greg Eastwood, yeah. Eastwood and Taylor, the second row. Perfect. And, no, no, put Eastwood at lock and we'll put Felidi on an edge. Okay, we did do a whole okay. 13. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that was easy. That was easy, way easier than it should have been. Yeah, and then um, a Bungard saw him the other week, didn't you? Or was it Campo? Anyway, but there's a Kebra Park have a seven right now. Who's oh, that like, was me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he, 30 he, kilos overweight. It was a six. Yeah, he's a, he's he, a he kicked the opening kickoff out on the full against uh, um, Palm Beach. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I, he... I saw he one of his other games for South Logan, and he and he missed touch with three kicks for touch for penalties. <laughs> it's like I why do you keep letting him do it? But I loved it. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Oh, here she is. M. Oh, this one's not about me. It's all right. Melbourne's teamless this week. Casual resting for finals or a dystopian look into what the Storm are going to resemble in the post-Bellamy apocalypse? And Cairnsmith has finally retired, but not after burning through all potential playmaker talent coming through where the wheels have fallen, well and truly fallen off. And people say, I remember when the Storm were clinical. Wow. Uh, 
It's, Jesus, that was a look in that was a look in a her psyche, wasn't it? Uh, imagine being worried about going from the storm to being shit. Just come join me being shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just following on from Liam's earlier question, how many years would the storm have to be bad before anyone gave a shit? Forty. Yeah. Uh, people don't even really notice they're good a lot of the time. So like, like a long time, they can be bad. It's like how when the Titans suck, just people are like, yeah, they suck. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Or like, or like oh, it, it's like, that, and I was going to, I was going to mention this the other week. I, I wanted to make a point about the Titans, but I didn't feel like I watched enough of their games. And I was kind of like, yeah, but I could make that point and no one would know the difference <laughs> because yeah. is anybody else watching the Titans play? I mean, they're not on my much watch. They're not on my must watch every week. That's my point. Uh, next question, Dave. How many of the no-name Raiders announced this week would I have to injure in order to get a run on start? Like four. I don't know. Yeah, surprised you weren't content with Matt Frawley. We've already seen uh, Twitter's own Jack Cronin get a run in the in the uh, in there in the graphic design department. Surely Dave's <laughs> videos of dropping field goals and trick shots was like had Ricky at least thinking. <clears throat> Can we get him on as some kind of designated kicker? Is that can we do that? Yeah, I mean, well, Jared Jared Croker's effectively there as a designated kicker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I did have um Tom Hardy say to me that um when we made the jokes about NFL offense and defense, he said Jared Croker, special mm. teams NFL to solo kicker. <laughs> uh Dave Butler, how will Melbourne overcome this halter momentum? Yeah, uh, isn't isn't wasn't it? Was it when the Dragons lost after resting players? Teams stopped resting players before the final for a few years there, hey? Yeah, that was the, when yeah. they were the, fir- were they the first team ever to be minor premiers and go out in straight sets. Yeah, I think so. And they rested yeah. teams the last round. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it'll do shit. Obviously, butts his tongue in cheek. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe if, if they get smashed in week one, we can blame it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wrote about this a couple of years ago. Um, late, late season form doesn't matter. It's fine. Just make sure you're fit and healthy. Try to finish in the top four. Away you go. It's pretty archy, mate. Hey, like it. Yeah, I remember the, like, the Sharks team hit the wall before the final. Yeah, they won one of their last five games. They still won the comp. Doesn't matter. Yeah, once you've locked a spot up, get healthy. Yeah. Uh, here we go. RTS with the roundhouse punch. <laughs> That's Jackson's <laughs> name. Have you heard a single non-Tigers fan who was pouring one out for Benji so they would like him at their club for next season? No. I. I think that I know that it's a, a very doggy dog cut and thrust world rugby league, but like the way that this has been handled has been pretty ordinary. Um, would I take him at my team? Probably not. Would someone take him at their team? Probably not. But right. still, yeah. it's not been it's not been great. I think like I think it's been handled ordinarily by Benji, and I think yeah. um, it's it's upsetting to see this happen because of like he had the redemption arc. He got to come back. He got an extra. He got a year back. Then he got another year. He shouldn't have had. Yep. And now it's like he wants to play on. But they, you know, he might as a suitor. He might. He'll probably end up with a club next year after. That, yeah. After the dominoes have fallen and people have fought over for who X, Y, and Z, he'll fall up and end up at a club next year. But like, is that it? That's how you're gonna end your career, Benji, being like the backup at like at the Bulldogs or something. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's sad. And I think that's, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. It is. And um, as, as you said, though, pe- a lot of people are saying they want to see him play on, but there's not many people saying I want to see him play on. Where? One. Yeah, where? That's the thing. Like, it, sure, I'd love to see a lot of things. And like, yeah. I do enjoy old Benji's weird shit, right? But it's not conducive to winning rugby league right now. Like, that was also no. 15 years ago. 
Yeah, and he still does some shit. This like the other way, he was just throwing like no look passes for no reason. Yeah, and still. that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like that in, again in that game against Seas, he did like four or five things that were disastrously bad, but one of them came off, and it was sick. Yeah. And if you're not a Tigers fan, you can just appreciate the one sick thing and ignore the others because you don't care. Yeah. Feeds back into the point that Mitch was making about Origin in the previous podcast about we're kind of looking back on those things with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. And now we're like one of those only one of those six things came off. Yeah. But we and- don't care. That's it. He made a lot of match losing plays in some of the recent games, and he like, has. Uh, oh well, uh, my mate Joey there too. Jesus Christ! Thank God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that's his next question. Here we go. Well, we're on the topic of the Tigers. What have they done to our beautiful Joey, and how do we get him back? He's barely even taking yardage carries anymore. Well, he's been mate. dropped. So he deserved it a couple of weeks ago. Let's be honest. Even I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But uh, just because he sucks, it doesn't mean we didn't have those moments. Uh, <laughs> it's it's better to have loved and lost. It is like Luch has been great there, and they've kept Joey, and he's had his moments. Like you know, when Noff has had some great games, and he, you know, a lot of his he's got a high try tally. A lot of it is Joey's work, but mate, he's taken the goddamn piss on the other side of the ball, like he was doing in his year before he left the Knights. Mm. That level of taking the piss, and I don't know what it is. Hopefully, he sorts it out before next season. But yeah, he's also like he's out of shape as well. Like, he's carrying t- he's carrying quarantine kilos with no excuse for having them. Yeah, agreed. As somebody mm. who is carrying quarantine kilos, yeah. I can confirm. Yeah, I, I think hit, you look great. I hit the diet oh. again from Monday. I'm just like I'm like yeah, the uh, quarantine kilos. I don't like not a lot extra, but there's you know there's enough to notice. Is it? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's like, well, my summer like, okay. my, like my summer shorts. I put back on with they fit. They don't fit like a lock on a fit. <laughs> he, he, he keeps putting on my pants in the dryer. This is ridiculous. I think you both look great. Thanks, oh, I noticed you've got your video off. <laughs> yeah, it's because I look like shit. No, I look great too. We're fine. Oh. Yeah. Um, M says, actually, by the way, patrons, tell us that. If we uploaded these videos to Patreon, would you watch them of the podcast? It's just us sitting looking like shit, but yeah. <laughs> but tell tell me on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, M says, Mitch, what's your favorite thing to eat out of ice cream, soup, cereal, yogurt, or porridge? And if you didn't need to eat it with, would the Broncos lend you theirs? Good question. <laughs> That's very good. Now, I don't know if you can eat eat yogurt with multiple probe and summons awards. <laughs> trophy, sorry, but I don't think anyone's ever called a trophy a utensil, mate. But there will there's cups as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, you can you can, you can eat uh, yogurt with a cup and, and ice can. cream and soup and cereal. Well, uh, it's interesting no, I don't, you I don't eat, know what you could be referring well, to. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't eat soup with a wooden spoon, so we can rule out soup or, or ice cereal, cream for that matter. Or oh, yogurt. No, you could eat yogurt or porridge with a wooden spoon. That's one of I those mean, two. The only I think. thing that I would really eat with a wooden spoon would be like pasta sauce. Yes. And I'm not having uh-huh. that for a whole meal. Am well, I? Um, oh. ask, what do you do with yours? No, you oh, tell yeah. me what you do with your wooden oh. spoon. Melbourne oh. have multiple wooden spoons. That's a great I point. I still have a day of denial left. When this is published, it probably already happened, but yep. I can still deny it, and I will not make mm. any plans for that goddamn spoon until it Just comes. Just remember, Mitch, the best point about this year is that you got points. That's it. So I forgot Melbourne only got one. I, I keep, I, think, I for some reason thought they got retroactively given the spoon for all the premiership years they cheated. I'll give them one. But no, just give them like four. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Shanta says Michael Gregan said You're running an NRL media organisation So here's your three choices okay. Freelance, employ and deplatform <laughs> right. I've got I've got so, the so, right answer 
So it's Clarky, NRL economist, and Mark Levy. Okay, it's really easy for me, but I'll let you two go first. A deep platform Clarky. Incorrect. Yep. You've already you've already failed. No, no, no. You I have, am, you I'm, have. I'm employing Mark Levy for my good friend, Len Franker. <laughs> yeah, you have, you've, you've butchered this. That I freelance The Economist. Incorrect. Oh, you got one out of three. You would freelance The Economist. You're employing um, Clarky. Yes, but here's why. Because if you don't employ him, he's going to steal your things and republish them anyway. So you may as well keep him in-house so that you avoid getting plagiarised. Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yes, and then obviously NRL Economist ideas, whilst terrible, are not as you know, angering as Mark Levy's. So give him a little freelance gig on the side to say things like, oh, the West Tigers would be better if more people followed them on Facebook. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's good harmless fun. And that, that, that leaves our good friend um, Tom Arnold from Sydney to be uh, left out in the wilderness. <laughs> I think that's, I, I agree with Bungard on this one. And that Thank way you. you can, you can send, uh, send Clarky to the cat show. For yeah. And here's his next question. Same, same theme, Gus, uh, Paul Crawley or Bulldog Dean Ritchie? Mm. Well, Gus you, you want to employ Gus because he's the yep. one that is the biggest draw. No. If you're trying to... No, well, objectively, if you're trying to run a media organisation, you want people to... Um, you want people to observe you, uh, uh, absorb your product. And he is, by a wide margin of those three people, the biggest mm. draw in terms of bringing people in. So that's that's a slam dunk choice for me. Uh, the other two, flip a coin. Who cares? Yeah, I mean... The other two, so Dean Ritchie is one of the ones that I forget he works in rugby league media for about six months of the year. That he pops up and I'm like, oh, Dean Ritchie has it, not a scoop. <laughs> oh, Dean <laughs> Ritchie's is something racist. Oh, there he is. Oh, that's good. And then, and, then, uh, and then Paul Crawley is quite similar as well. Is that I don't watch NRL 360, but probably once every three months, he says something really annoying on there that it goes across my Twitter timeline. Those two I don't notice. Yeah. I guess you make a good point. I notice Gus because I can't stand him. And then, yeah. yeah, that's it. So, but I don't want to employ him. But then again, if he's luck, if you're he's running lackey, the organization. He's my lackey, situation. yes. Maybe I can, be, I can be his Peter Valendis. He can whisper into my ear. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frankie says, what predictions for this absolutely pointless round of rugby league? Um, Brisbane are not going to get the wooden spoon. I like it. Uh, so, I think the Storm win with their. With their haphazard bunch of battlers, they beat the dragons. Like they're, you know, still got Pappenhausen in there, and then a lot of other guys just aren't that bad. I mean, Cooper Johns, Riley Jacks, halves combo, not killing it. But I'm going with them. Uh, God, can you believe? I said this to Mary last week. This like, don't bother. Like she did well anyway. The Titans won, but it's like if you don't need the Titans win, don't tip them because this round's going to give you opportunities to win your tipping comp. As a man in a tipping comp, one point ahead, not great this week. Uh, and then what other point that seems going to happen? Rabbitohs oh, are $4. I'm, yeah, the Roosters might let South win like they did in this corresponding fixture last year. Yeah. Um, other, uh, well, I mean, that, that, that game was memorable for the other reason, which was that I saw like a family of Roosters fans fighting other Roosters fans right in front of me uh, at full time. So that was good. Um, what, was, what were they fighting over? A truffle? No, um, a, 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 a man headbutted a woman, Dale. It was a whole scene. It wasn't good. It is. A, I mean, it is the footy. So like anything well, Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that would be a wild prediction. Someone will be headbutted. <laughs> Someone is going to headbutt a woman. Yeah. <laughs> is that your wild prediction, is it? Yeah. Shame, okay, shame to see Casey Badger go out this way, but, yeah. you know, wow. here we all no. are. Stop. Jesus. Who knew Dale um, would be the one to get cancelled for something? Yeah. <laughs> what a, now, that's, that, that's your, that's your real your wild prediction. Dale would be cancelled. 
Um, yeah. Here's one. If you want a wild one, here's one. Uh, Parramatta are going to lose and still make the top four. Yeah. Okay, anyway, next next question. Matty McP, is it any coincidence that Jason Saab and Tristan Saylor, two of the Dragons' most promising young juniors in positions they could use some bolstering, have been moved on from the Dragons less than a month after signing the Führer himself. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. both of them have been agitating for moves away for a long time yeah. before he came into the picture. Yeah. But sure, that, that's some, you've been playing some FM, mate, agitating for a move away. <laughs> yes, right. I feel yeah. like I should be getting some more game time. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the Twitter questions, Mitchell, there's one from last week. Josh Brand actually took the time to message us on Facebook. Uh, his oh. question came in, must have been, just it must have been just after we finished recording last week's uh, question time pod. So because he has a reply on the chain that we didn't see last week, so he said off topic. I just want to thank Dale for his solo podcast and Anthony Griffin and the Dragons. I try to keep sport and politics separate, but Griffin's Twitter activity also gave me pause. Do you think there is room for him to better understand the issues when he starts coaching some of these indigenous players, or do you think that once you like a tweet from a One Nation politician, it might be too late to change your way of thinking? Dale. Uh... I don't think it's ever too late to to learn. Um, I would not be the first person who has changed their behaviour as they mature. Um, but the big difference between my maturity and Anthony Griffin's maturity is that my development happened between probably the ages of about 18 and 24, and he's, like, in his 60s. Like, and mine was more around, you know, relatively... Uh, you know, like, I don't want to go too deep, but, like, I, I, I grew up in a nuclear household and, like, obviously my mum was the homekeeper. So, although the, 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 I had a stay-at-home mum until I was in my, in my late teens. Um, and, obviously, my ideas around gender roles were relatively set. But the, the big difference for me was moving out of home and dating very feminist, radical feminist women. So, obviously, my changes in the idea of gender roles happened because I was closely attached to those people in my life. The yeah. difference with this is that I was a, a young man seeking my way in the world. I wasn't a 50-something professional um, leader who was working with a racially yeah. and, you know, background-diverse, yeah. uh, you know, work group, effectively. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a great yeah. point. Because, I, I, I mean, it's, the, not, it's not like he wasn't previously coaching people yeah. of colour at his previous clubs. So Yeah. For me, it's, it's not necessarily that he can't change. It's that he's had the opportunity to change. Yeah, he's yeah. had the opportunity to change for the last forty years and has chosen not to. Yeah, it's it's like you know when we were kids at school, like we all would have used the word gay interchangeably with like bad, like yeah, fifty times a day for our entire teenage lives, right? Yeah, and then you grow up and you you realize that that's not a good thing and you should stop doing it. Yeah, um, so people can change, but I think you're right, man. I just like I mean, it's very rare that you see uh, people in that age bracket who are clearly set in their ways. Uh, capable of, of growth or things like that. So yeah, I, I'm agreed. not sure. If anything, he'll probably just be more quiet about it, mm. which, as we saw, I mean, he deleted his Twitter account. So. Yeah. Which yeah, has left mate. us with very little fodder. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Like what you said there, it's people can change, but he has been in this environment for the majority of his adult life, and that's in an yeah. environment with young Indigenous males, with young Islander males, and, and with guys who have these values and and still amongst amongst those likes were those concerning ones about the weird one that Mike, Mike Lennon had a tweet about how they'll stand, they won't sing national anthem, but they'll take money from a white sport. All those, those things. Like, he was liking those ones. Like it, it, I will say just like, and I don't agree with it, 
but I, I will defend the like patriotism related ones purely because there are people, it's the same in America with like the Colin Kaepernick protests and stuff. There are people who are genuinely not racist. They just like are massive, like, and nationalism is a disease in its own right, but they're just massively nationalistic and they see any attacks on the flag or the anthem as like this big deal, regardless of what the cause behind it is. So that particular thing I don't agree with, but I don't think it automatically makes someone a racist. Mm. Some of the other things he liked, however, do. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, next question. We're going over to Twitter. Sorry, you you read that one from... Uh, I, lost, I lost my track down there. Who asked no. that question? No, you you read that That question. was Josh Brandon on Patreon. Yeah, thank you, Josh Brandon. Um, no, on Facebook. No, no, he messaged me on Facebook to say, hey, I put a post. Oh. I, I got on too late on the Patreon last week. Got so, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question over on Twitter. So the first question comes from James K underscore 1312. How much damage do you reckon Darius's outfield performances the last two years have done to his career legacy? Good question. A fair bit. Like we saw Thurston's last year did a little bit. And even then that was A, nowhere near as bad as this. And B, he was a much better player at his peak. But like people forget that in like 2010, Darius Boyd was close to the best player in the world and by a wide margin, the best fullback yeah. in the world. Like people forget that. And that wasn't that long ago. Even when you guys nearly won the comp in 2015, he was still a great player. Like, it, 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 the last the last season and a half has been really, really embarrassing. And I think it has turned him into a punchline in a lot of ways. And I think it will take a few years of him being out of the game for people to maybe uh, take a look back on what a great player he was when he was at his best. I agree with that. It's, it's one of those things where, like, it, when you become a meme, it's hard to unbecome a meme. Exactly, yeah. You know, like, he is really hide the pain, Harold, at this point. So. Yeah. And a big part of that too, like for example, Darius to fight a long time to get credibility in his career anyway, mate. Because if his reputation in origin is a catch and fall merchant, whether that's correct or not, but that reputation, him being a douchebag in the media, like, he had to fight really hard to get the credibility when it did come. So it goes away quickly too, if you ask me, mate. <laughs> like Two years, it's 50 games he played like this, pretty much. That's a long time of a career. It definitely tarnishes legacy. Yes, he played a 337 when he finishes a career now, which is a lot of games that he got to. But he played 25 last year, played a full 20 this year. And that piss-take level performance, yes, it'll stick. It'll stink as well. Like, people will, instead of remembering him as that great fullback, as you said, at Bungard, or as what he was at Brisbane the first two, three, two seasons, three seasons, it'll be the blip on the, on the radar. It'll be like, you know, they'll watch a game in 10 years replayed on Fox Sports and it'll be a 2010 Dragons game. And you'll go, hey, remember when Darius Boyd was actually good? Mm. You know? Yeah, like, while, while, while we talk, I'm going to pull up the Darius Boyd intercept try against the Bulldogs and watch it silently. Because it's one of my favourite tries ever. Like, I mean, he's... Oh, silent. We've been lied to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean the mute button as soon as it loads. The, and, you know, they even had that intercept try against the Roosters at Brisbane that was great, but like, you can't play this for two years and this not be how you get remembered. Like, yeah. that's the whole reason why the, the thing that was go too early then go too late existed at Brisbane in the first place is like, that is the lasting memory the last couple of years. And as you said, Thurston's last year might not have tarnished his reputation fully, but it still leaves a mark. And like, mm. Guys like, you know, Lockyer never had that year. Joey no. didn't have that year. He might have got it taken off him with injury, but Freddie didn't have that year. Cam Smith isn't going to have that year. 
Yeah, like I mean, and the, the thing that you, the point that you make about Smith is we're talking about is he playing on too long because there's play there's like let everyone else have a go. Yeah, like, stop being so good. Like Darbs is is at that point where it's like please just stop that like he's already dead. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but I mean, people people who listen to this know that he was a great player. Oh, of course. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. Who cares? He doesn't deserve the, the anymore. It's gone. Anyway, um, Dan Jones got anger. Says, "What are you doing to get your favourite players in Origin jersey?" I'm tweeting about Dunamis Lee for Origin and hoping, and I'm going to contact a, contract as the secret style vision board to make this happen. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> mate. I spent like a decade trying to will Nathan Merritt into Origin, and it really blew up in my face. So yeah, you know. I haven't really tried to do it again since. Don't let your <laughs> dreams be dreams. Um, well, I, I have said this before, but it's like I know Queensland were that dominant team for eight years, but we're talking about earlier how a, you know Origin as a child for me, Origin as a child for me as a Queenslander was that throwing in the four or five random players out of position, you know, the mm. dubiously eligible player from somewhere gets picked and we, we just play him and hope no one notices, you know, like that was origin for me. And this, this kind of stuff when you're like trying to talk yourself into like, Oh, can we play AJ Brimson at center? Can we play Val Holmes at center? Can we play like, Oh, was Fafita was fit. Could he play center? Like that's what origin is. <laughs> like that's what I remember it being like when we used to shut, when we, we had, we had Daniel Wagg and play five, eight in origin. We did. You th- we haven't got Jesus. to the bottom of the barrel yet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm uh, looking forward to whoever we pick in the centres and hating Kevy for it. But uh, yeah. the, the guy I'm pumping, the, the Lee, the, the Brinko Lee, I'm pumping over the finals, I reckon. Two good finals games that he could play for Queensland. How many, mm. how many origin, rough, roughly origin games did PJ Marsh play? Surely, like, eight. At least, like, six, yeah. Yeah. What? He would have played more when he got injured at the wrong time, but he's got four to his name. But he played he, he played in 2008 way later than he should have played Origin what? again. No yeah, way. He played one game in 2008, <laughs> and yeah, Queensland did not win that game, and then he was gone after that. He lost his spot to, was I think Billy Slater game two? Yeah. Mm. And look how no, that no, turned come out for you. So, No, he didn't. Sorry, he played the game that Lockie was out. So Hunt played six, Slater played one. So he came in the 14, and then Lockie came back, and it shuffled. Hunt went to fullback. Slater went to the bench. Yeah. But yeah, we're not near the bottom for Queensland yet. Yeah? Anyway, next question. Oh, God, I don't see though. Even, like, through that period, you forget as well, the Blues played guys like Anthony Quinn. We haven't even hit Anthony Quinn levels yet. Mm. <laughs> or Nathan Merritt. Why? Uh, there we go. That's it. There we go. We've gotten through the segment. I already brought it up to Drive alleviate by. this from happening. <laughs> it didn't, though, moving, did it? Moving on. <laughs> uh, MJ Eagle 23. Uh, I'm sure you guys will bring it up, but what's your take on all these apparent new rules? Oh, we already talked about that one. Sorry, mate. Oh, and he's pretty said, and the talks of a wild card round. Thoughts on yeah, wild card round? The wild card round is shit. I don't want it. It's dumb. No, it, no, no, no good. No bueno. Get it out of my face. The NFL wildcard round doesn't exist to get more teams into the final. They just call one of the rounds of the finals that. Yeah. Playoffs, sorry. Like, they have the divisional winners, and the next two are wildcards. They just fill up. The, it's not like they, don't only, they only have so many teams to make playoffs. The NFL does like, if they, if they change wildcard round, how are we going to, if we wanted to do it, they have 18 playoff teams in the NFL. Because already half the teams make playoffs here. That's, yeah. that's the exact issue that we I was need, make, is we you're promoting need... mediocrity. We need less team, uh, fewer. Oh, sorry, fewer teams in the playoffs, not more. That's fewer teams, Bunga. I said fewer, you 
Hey, I'd, I'd be pro <laughs> wildcard round if it was a top six and then two wildcards. Agreed. Big agree. Yes, yes, yes correct agree answer. with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nah, the, the, the idea of a team coming 10th and wildcarding their way into like the finals and like somehow, God forbid, going on a run and winning the whole thing is just like, ugh, no thank you. Yeah, um, and I guess that you know, if they if they did move to that format, it gives that if you come, it actually makes it a top two target. You get that first week off of the finals. Yeah, or second. Anyway, next question: Pies, Josh, and should the NRL bring in a week off before finals so teams teams don't cheap in the last round of the season? Mm. Maybe, but also, um, like I, I kind of like. It's actually made me more interested in these games this weekend rather than just the same players going to the... As, as Mitch said on the previous podcast, like all these Raiders guys who are getting a chance who otherwise might not even play. It's actually cooler for me. I'm actually looking forward on Saturday to just having a couple of beers and watching random people I've never heard of try rugby league. It's going to be great. <laughs> try. Yeah, and as you say, like, I mean, the, the other thing is like, A, what are we going to do for a week? And B... Um, <laughs> It kind of like stalls the momentum of the season because I know that in other codes you would have like a rep fixture there, but like the whole point is to give players the week off. Like I don't see it not necessarily cheapening the final round. Obviously there's been all these changes, but like, I don't like, what are we going to do? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you anticipate to put in there? Like just repeats of 360? No, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want the week off either. And I know, the last couple of years, the top eight has been decided a little earlier than it has historically. But let's not make that sad decision off a small sample size. Like, oh. I mean, know, last like, year we literally last year we literally had a play-in game to get into the finals as well. Mm-hmm. And so. yeah, I don't want the week off. Like, I don't, I, I know the AFL do it, but don't people hate that? I don't yeah, know. I don't but, know. I, but I, the AFL is a fraudulent competition. So. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Oh no, one one less week of. Spoils and smothers. Fuck off. How many hard balls? How many hard oh. ball gets? How well, many possessions. Don't cancel yourself again. No, I'll try not to. Sorry. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, biggest tiger. Can you please issue your impressions of this iconic yeah. try? No, thank you. I'm not doing an impersonation of Benji flick pass to Pat Richards. It is a very nice try, though. It is a good try. I was there. It's a good day. Not as good as a try of us to do impressions by the biggest tiger. He tried, hey. He gave it his show. Oh, he trying. Mm. Yeah, that was um. So one of the few my lifetime, obviously, as a young fella, Broncos are very good, and there was some losses throughout that time that um, you know, they had post-origin losses and similar that they they dis- they flattered to deceive towards the end of the season after a good start. It happened, but in two thousand and five, they really hit a wall. But by that final, they were kind of fit, and that was the first. Real take the second real taste of disappointment in my life. Sorry, the first taste of disappointment at a live Broncos game was we went we lost to Manly that year in Manly with the lead at halftime, and that was the first loss I'd ever seen the Broncos have live. And my god, at 15, by the way. But then this game, tough, we went to that final, look. and like it wasn't even in my range of outcomes that the Broncos would lose that game because, like, mm. oh, it's with the Broncos, I go to games, we win them, <laughs> you know. And we lost. We won the comp the next year. And I remember thinking, I've said this before as well, but thinking that was that was hard five years, that winning a comp. Five, six years. We, we, we Let's not do that again. But yeah, so that's not enough to do with the impersonation, but that Tigers team, I, I, my first memory always about Tigers 05 is about how I did, my first memory myself is like how I didn't think they'd lose to them. Anyway, Benno Wallace, how do you feel about Gavin Badger leaving the NRL? Well, we've already spoken about that on the previous. Yeah. Sorry. I love but- your tone when... Like people ask questions we've already answered on a podcast that it was impossible for them to have already listened to. 
Mm. You're always like, well, we already talked about that, you idiot. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's what they get. <laughs> um, Smalley tweets says, despite all against them, do the Warriors still make the top eight this year if they had a full preseason in 2020 under Peyton? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, they they go, I reckon they go close. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I, I think the the coronavirus stuff almost helped them this year in terms of like the quality of their squad shouldn't have finished as high as they did, but they were galvanized by the camp nature. Yeah. We didn't predict that. I thought they were going to fall apart, but uh, yeah, Peyton's done a very good job there. And I think the Cowboys have landed a good one that they almost weren't going to land at some, looked like they were going to go elsewhere at some point, but Mm. landed a good one. Yeah. Have a lot of time for Tom Peyton. Yeah. Okay. Next question comes from Jack Ricky uh, says, how many hearts pairings in NRL are worse than six Isaiah Yo, seven Elliot Whitehead? <laughs> um, West. Um, uh, oh, the Broncos before six, Tom Dearden. Yeah. yeah six, six Jeremy Marshall King, seven. Whatever the Bulldogs uh, have. Whatever the Bulldogs yeah. have. Uh, I'm going to throw a wild one out there the Cowboys halves. Ooh, spicy. Scott Drinkwater, great one side, sucks the other side of the ball. Jake Clifford, they're giving up on him. Michael Morgan's cooked. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if he medically retires this offseason. It's weird um, how he's gone can, completely can we, off a hill in like two and a half years. Can we count Dragons. the current Cronulla Sharks with Sean Johnson injured? Mate, I do love that Like after all the guys have given a run in the halves, they've just gone back to Wade Graham. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's 2014 again. How could? I do feel like it's like just because Talakai's been playing so well. They're like, well, we're just... Put Wade out there. I don't know, but that's very interesting to me. Um, anyway, Moles mm. underscore Morris. Why the obsession with that wild card games? Good question, mate. I Good don't question. know. Don't have an answer it's, to that it's, one. I, I, I can't remember exactly what I wrote. I, I, I gave old mate Joel Kane quite the ratioing last week, but like, it's just like, you, do we do we want to cheapen the regular season even more? Like, do we want? Do we just want? The, let's just not have a regular season then. Let's just like, let's just um. We'll just have a round of 16 cup format to finish the season. I am pro uh, Cambo's idea of just making the other teams play off. And yes. No, I am. So if anyone missed this, our friend Nick Hampton suggested having teams 16 through 9 playing each other in a consolation bracket. Now that I am in favour of. Just more by this footy. I like it. And the buddy said the players would hate it, but he wouldn't. So it's good. <laughs> I like that one very much. But yeah, it's one of those weird things. It's like, and it's never someone who actually really watches American sport. It's always that casual Aussie fan who watches a bit and dips in and out. And they're like, yeah, the wild card game. Let's get that. That like, sounds well, fun. Oh, Joel Kane had another dip at it today. Called it a no-brainer. That's probably why he suggested it, mate. Got him. Yeah. Can, he, we, get, can he, we get a three-point line for field goals? It's great. It's he's he's literally because I so I wrote back to him last week and was like there should be fewer teams in the finals, not more. This growing desire to expand playoff formats in sports for purely financial reasons rewards mediocrity and cheapens the regular season, which I stand by. And then today in his he never replied to me, obviously. And then in his tweet today, he put in his list of dot points. One of them is the in quotes rewarding mediocrity argument is essentially defending two mediocre teams, seventh and eighth. So he's seen it. He just didn't reply. Yeah, funny. very funny. But uh, um, he's yeah, getting he dunked on again. Like, yeah, you put the t- like. I know every now and then, every now and then, there's a team that makes a hot run, and you like to see them in the finals. But yeah, that's why they're not a final team. Lenny, a team has a good five weeks throughout a season. Doesn't matter if it's in round eighteen onwards, <laughs> or whatever. But like this Titans team are playing really well right now. But 
who have they beaten? Well, if they win the wildcard game, what, and they're going to get smoked by someone like the Eels or Roosters or something after it. Great. Titans ain't, Titans ain't played nobody, Paul. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Rick underscore Bunga says, what's the weakest Ooh, defensive dad? edge running out this weekend? Dad. <laughs> biggest defensive edge running out this weekend. Well, I don't know now because I don't know who, where the, I don't know at all the defensive capabilities of the Raiders players going out there. Um, and well, I mean, isn't I mean, yeah. The Broncos right edge has changed. It's been pretty poor. Both Broncos edges suck. The cat. Oh, mate. Well, Felt is is broken up with whoever he's with. But whoever's on Cole Felt's side, that's it. He's cooked. At least this season, he's cooked. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, here we go. He said, have you, next question from Rick, have you perfected a homemade footy nachos recipe? If not, what's your frozen pie pizza recommendation? Um, I like the four and 20 plant-based pie. Those are my, that's uh, my one option. So it's actually not that bad. Hmm. Uh, Nachos wise. Yeah. uh, Several layers. You can't just have one layer Mm -hmm. of chips. You're right. You are right. Cannot have one layer of chips because all of your chips are soggy and none of them are good. Yeah, and I um I do the double cheese. I put cheese on the chips and grill them, yep. and then put the meat on top, and then put more cheese on top. But that's brilliant. I don't, want, I don't want no for. I don't want no soggy chip. Like I know corn chips, they come cooked, right? But if you get tortilla chips, like if you go get a, a like what are they call so it? you're essentially making nacho lasagna. No, well yeah, but it's like a tortilla <laughs> yeah. chip. It's like a no, it's awesome. shell yeah. can handle far more heat than a Dorito can. So you can go actually get that crispy and crunchier and it'll taste better if you put it like that. But um, that's We've done that the last few times we've made nachos is just break up taco shells instead of using corn chips. Yeah. So. And also uh, taco also, shells always in the oven. Never put them in the microwave. Oh, also, obviously. Uh, yeah. a, ring, a ring of nachos with a section of nacho chips in the middle that have not been meated. There's Brilliant. Your, there's your brain, brain thought. We've time. actually perfected... We've made guac so many times in the last six months. We've actually perfected it. Yeah. It's uh, so good. You can tell that you're a homeowner because you have avocados. That's yeah. true. If we didn't have a home, we would not be allowed to buy them, as no, is the law. That is the law, yes. Yeah. And the secret to any cooking is that it doesn't taste good. Just add more salt and butter. And yeah, or, M- or MSG. <laughs> MSG. Just chuck it on. MSG is great, by the way. People should it have is. that in your cupboard. It's, it's a myth that it's bad for you. If you get a headache from MSG, you're a soft cunt. Our guy, Uncle Roger, is single-handedly bringing back man, MSG. Uncle Roger so is good. the goat on food. His videos are great, man. I don't know who that so is. Good. He's this, um, he's an Asian comedian who's pretending to be like a old-school Chinese guy who gets really outraged oh, at I saw non, a couple non-Asian those. people cooking rice, yeah. and it's, it's great. He's very um, good. Yeah, but like, I'm a bit of um, I'm a, I'm a cooking nerd sometimes. But I'm a food science nerd too, so I like to understand why things work and that mm. kind of stuff. And MSG is like the, the roots of people thinking MSG is bad for you is an opinion of a doctor from like the sixties. He wrote an opinion in a, in a magazine saying he thinks like, you know, that feeling after you eat Chinese takeaway. Yeah. He, that's what he said. And he associated MSG and everyone's like, Oh yeah, that's why I feel like shit after Chinese. It's MSG. It's like, no, it's not. Grace. It's the 17 fried King prawns you had, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. If you go have, like, if I have, go have Chinese now, if I go have like, if I have Dan Dan noodles, I have Szechuan food, which is full of spice, MSG, whatever. I don't feel bad the next day. It's when I go mm. eat, if I go eat honey chicken, it's sweet and sour pork and salt and pepper squid. I feel like shit the next day. It ain't the MSG, but it's, it's no proof in that. Same thing like breakfast being the most important meal of the day is like a 1920s bacon ad, and people just believe it still. I do, noticed... like, I do like bacon. But yeah, like, <laughs> but, uh, like bacon is good, but it was, like a, it was like the pork industry didn't know how to sell it. 
They were selling ham. No one was buying bacon. So they came up with this thing that bacon was the most important meal of the day. So breakfast was, and people were like, well, the TV said it. The TV <laughs> wouldn't lie to me. So I mean, that's how boomers work today. So yeah, that's true. But I'm into other food science stuff too, but that's more food history. But yeah, that's whatever. That's my other nerd thing that's not footy. <laughs> but frozen pie and pizza recommendations, you won't catch me dead cooking a frozen pizza or pie. Yeah, fuck no. No, nah, me neither. You won't. Yep. I, I, I make pizza myself anyway, which is like make dough and let it ferment for like a week. Very good. Even that fridge for like In a the fridge. Week. If you want, like, if you're someone who has a pizza, like, people have pizza nights, right? If you're someone who has a pizza night every Sunday and you're not making your own dough, I genuinely am trying to think of the last time I ate a frozen pizza. Don't know. It had to be at least 10 years. Probably yeah, more. I don't know. I don't Probably know. at some random like party you went to like as an 18 year old, honestly. But they're not even like, like if you wanted, again, I've never even ordered Domino's, but you can get a pepperoni Domino's pizza for the price of a frozen pizza. What are you doing? That's, That's a good point. Five dollars. Yeah. yeah. But, um, anyway, oh. I've got to stop talking about this. I have nacho takes too, but we're, we're out of time for nacho takes. <laughs> uh, Andrew ILP says, I'd like to know what you think of his idea. And his idea is a revamp final system, play 22 rounds, then the team in last place plays 15th, the winner play. It's like a playoff to get in for the eight. It's a, ga- it's a WWE gauntlet match. It is. But <laughs> how many weeks yes. does this take, though? Like, a, a lot the, of weeks. The other team just rest. They like, like it's like one game a week for like five weeks. They have to play back to back. The first game kicks off at nine o'clock. <laughs> That's it. Consecutive this is in, days. This this is like five tweets long, by the way, Mitchell. I'm not looking. I'm not clicking more five tweets. I read the first okay. tweet. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's fair. No, it's too much. Okay. Next question, Marshall23 says, a couple of weeks ago, you downplayed team sheet shenanigans. Do you think we'll be seeing more if the new scrum <laughs> Yes, I want to yes. see like wingers named at prop and things like that. That'd be great. But this year, that's it. Feel free to expand on my positions and jersey numbers are actually arbitrary and pointless. They are. Like, of course they, should, they are. Like that's, in this game, again, they play in a line across the field, but like, it's not like rugby union. Like, there's not a certain few boxes you have to tick to play a certain position. Like, mm. you know, in rugby union, if you haven't got three line-out jumpers, for example, you're fucked. League's yep. not like that. You know, like, your, your, edge, your edge back rower can look like Billy Kikau or Liam Martin. They're, like, completely different players. It's fine. Mm. But it's also things like there's so many locks in this competition now, and I feel like, like people can't d- just, like, show, see the difference between you know, a Jason Tamalolo, a Radley, and a Jack Dubovic because they measure them by the same metrics. They're measured yeah. by their ball runs and their and their tackles and whatever. But, like, guys like Victor Radley are way more about their line engagement and the width they provide to attack than they are about their ball cut, like, their ball carrying. Like, he's way more about the width he lets the Roosters play with. And that's what Sonny Bill is doing there now. We, we talked about that. He's going on there. He's not being a great ball carrier, and some people, are like, you know, he was pretty shit his first game, but he was really good last week and people don't want to talk about it. But, like, he's just going through the line and distributing and giving them width and they're playing a lot better. Like, positions are dumb, but because they, they kind of exist, but they don't really yeah. in rugby league like that. You just have to be in a certain part of the field a lot of the time. But it's like, then we're just going to, like, lock the scrum in, though. Okay? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think rugby league is a lot more fluid than I think people realise. Yeah, Aside from a- effectively your outside two on each side, yeah. Like, you, we're talking about this week playing, what, Wade Graham, who's 110 kilos and about four foot eight. Yeah. In the halves. 
it's like, like uh, it, it's completely it's completely arbitrary. It is, and in, and in periods of the game, it'll change. It's just like in the NBA when there, there's you know it's small ball now, and there's big you know there's teams, there's five positions on the court, but really it's like wings, and then everyone else. There's like bigs, wings, and a and a playmaker. Wasn't like in his last season? Was it last year? LeBron was playing like point guard for the Cavs. But but he's been like a yeah. point and guard his like, whole career, though. Really, he has been. Yeah, but 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 he's like at six foot eight and yeah. weighs one hundred and twenty kilos. But at least like, they and have then you've got other blokes there who are like, you know, six foot one and only weigh eighty five. You know, yeah. again, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like, yeah, they're all wearing numbers, and yeah, those numbers have some meaning, but it's not like, yeah, it's, this isn't the fifties. It's not, and it's like, yeah, and, and that for guys like LeBron, it's like at least you can measure his performance with like usage rates as being a, a guy coming up the court or assists, and it's just far more clear to see how he's playing different to other guys in his position. But like a lot of fans don't seem to understand like that uh, there needs to be someone in the middle of the field for teams that can distribute the ball. And when you're failing to do that, no one, like one of my issues with Pat Carrigan, right? His numbers are fine. He works hard. His defense, lazy in defense, bad penalties. But my, one of my biggest issues is he doesn't spread the ball. He does that, that lead runner or that ball distributor first receiver. He's garbage at that. And that is, they've asked him to be that guy and he can't do it. And if you replace him with a guy like a Victor Radley or even a Jake Dvojevic, you'd see the massive difference it makes in Brisbane's attack. But those guys don't get criticised like that because they're not a six or a seven, even though they're playing that role on that team because they're wearing he's wearing a thirteen. You know, he's not a he's not a ball distributor. He's a thirteen. No, he is. He's just failing at his job. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's a lot of yeah, that's a pointless rant from me. But I'm all about positions don't really matter that much. They just don't. Yeah, but if you put Ben Hunt in the six instead of the seven, it'll really open up that's his it. game. Oh, yeah, that's it, mate. Oh, that's the best one. That's the real jersey number myth. And the other, other thing, too, is like, that's what I was getting to with the small, NBA thing with small ball as well. It's like rugby league positions matter, and then the game starts and they don't. Mm. Like, so many teams now play, like, Peachy's been playing lock and actually be doing okay there, surprisingly. But Same thing at the Saints. Like, you've had, you've, we've effectively played with four halves for the last, yeah. like, Six weeks. But people have, like, for years, I kept telling people this, that Brandon Smith has not been playing hooker at the Storm. They just can't get their head around the fact that, like, people know it now, but for a long time, people don't get their head around that he's on the field at the same time as Cam Smith. What's he playing? He's playing prop. Well, he got named at prop to start. People are like, oh, my God, he's playing prop. It's like, well, what has he been playing the last few years? He's been playing in the goddamn middle of the pitch. He's been named in the middle. That's what he's been named. It's like when when Ponga was, what, 14, and he played at lock for, like, however long in that origin game and people yeah. are like but that's not allowed he's too small yeah anyway um Southern dan who on the panel hates reading the play the most i don't care mm. about reading the play i don't what's I, that what's that john ham line i don't think I don't about even, you at all i don't yeah. even think about yeah. you at all um Southern has got a bit of good work going with that hashtag misreading the play but my my favorite Ooh. thing is um Ooh, tasty i've seen a lot of the dumb rumors that go around and i've seen the last the one the pen when he's pedaling it's not even anything. I'm not going to repeat the rumor, but I've seen it and it's nothing. Mm. And it's just like, it's, he's one of those people that perpetuates rumors that rugby league is like days of our lives. Fuck those people. Clubs are not this scandalous. There's not all this garbage always happening. And if you, and yeah, he's probably got some rumors, right. But go back through his feed or go through Dan's hashtag and you'll see that he gets a million things wrong. He's just a nobody. I don't care about him. Like I don't. I, it's always weird to me when his little weird rumors like actually start driving the media, media cycle. 
Uh, anyway, PC Brigadier says, I'm worried about the Broncos will beat the cows and avoid the, what's coming to them. So who are the worst teams to not get the spoon? Um, I actually, and then he, the, the next tweet says hard mode. You can't say the O2 Raptors, which is oh, fair. Um, and I actually, because I saw this question earlier, so I went back and I looked at like every NRL season. There aren't really any that jump off the page as like being heinously bad. The worst one I could find was all the way back in 1998. The Gold Coast Chargers won four games and lost 20 and didn't come last. So that's um, quite good. Now there's, but, isn't it, we saw the Tigers earlier, 2015 Tigers, didn't they finish on the same points as the Knights? Uh, yeah, in which year, sorry? 2015. And I think yeah, they but the yeah. Knights won like six or seven games. No, they won eight games each, though. Yeah. It's not that so bad. You're right. you're right, though. They're not that bad. That's a weird spoon here. I just remember them being like equal last. Yeah, no, I went back and looked old. There aren't really many years where the worst team, there's most years the, te- the team in the last won like six games or more. And if they did win like five or six, the next worst team won like eight. So there aren't a whole lot. I think four out of 24 is probably the worst that you can really come yeah, up there's with. There's probably some bad ones when the, the competition's larger, but like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to think like the Bulldogs have done a miraculous job. Like they, they had finished well, pretty well last year. they won like year. eight games. I to say, like, they've done a miraculous job to avoid a spoon through this period. If they've avoided honestly, this one. That, that is job. true. That's quite a deserved a spoon at some point. What about um? How they yeah, want, I lost. They I, I I bet someone. I bet a Maple Leaf Dogs fan fifty dollars at the start of last season that the Dogs would finish in the bottom four, and they didn't even do that. Yeah, ridiculous. What yeah, a I, was gonna, I was going to say the twenty eleven Eels team there, but they actually had a draw. They only finished third last. So they had a draw. You could say that Roosters team when they came like last, second. They came oh. second last was so bad what? because. Mitchell Pierce missed half the season because that was when the stuff with the dog happened. So can, they, I, they were... can I do the other cheat and say 2010 Cowboys? Um, oh, yeah, right, because of the storm. Um, sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That, oh, well. They've got their spoon anyway. I'm going to think who else. No, I just flicked a few now as well. There's a few point four and against ones. The, the 20, 2009 Sharks. Oh, RCB Sharks said that to us as well. They finished with five wins, the same as the Roosters, but they, they had a better for and against at negative 209 to negative 299. That's I just want to go back to a timeline where the Roosters were bad. Be cool. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, next. Okay. There's only a couple of questions left. Josh Robbo is back. That's, no. a, that's oh. a, Penrith are winning games. Penrith are winning. They're just they're, not even winning games. They've, they've, they've got the minor premiership and we get his first pick for him in like two years. But he says, call them frauds on, just call them frauds on principle. Why does the NRL media have an obsession with trying to make the NRL like other sporting competitions? E.g. Kane's aspiration. That's a good question. Go on, Bungard. You have have takes here. Well, okay. Well, so basically, the the, the primary reason for this is because that... um, And this is the problem with it. It, It's like when you're a kid, right? And you have a toy that you're not playing with. But then if, like, your brother picks up the toy, suddenly you want it. Like, the same with, like, dogs. Like, you know, your dog has a toy, they're not playing with it. But if another dog came over to pick it up or to eat their food that they weren't eating, the dog would flip out. It's the same thing here. The NRL sees anything that any other sport is doing. And other sports are guilty of this as well. They see anything that works in other sports and they go, well, that's good. Why aren't we doing that? And, And sometimes that works with things like, you know, video refs. That's a good thing. And then sometimes it doesn't with things like Wild Card Weekend. So... Mm. Um, well, Magic, actually, Magic Weekend's a great example of emulating the Super League with something that was great that everyone loved. Um, so, I don't know if it's specifically wanting to be like the NFL. It's just more wanting to be like other major, particularly international sports like yeah. the NFL and the NBA and the EPL. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why. I mean, I, I guess anything that creates more games creates more money and that's what they're really in this to do. But, yeah, I, I just think that we, we just live in a, in, in a landscape where sport is so competitive, particularly in Australia, and that people are constantly looking for edges to get ahead of other sports by any, by any means or by trying anything they can. I mean, how many times have AFL tried to get State of Origin off the ground? Yeah. Shane Bennett and made a quarter to your, your mate. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Let's not start They're just the fucking worst. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do have this thing. Like, obviously, taking ideas from others is good. But I, I say this to my missus sometimes when she shows me, like, her certain friend or someone on social media is doing something she's jealous of. And then I'm like, okay, but what else do they do? And she's like, oh, they do this. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. What's their job? Oh, that sucks. Oh, who's their boyfriend? Oh, he sucks. Okay, yeah, listen. See, their life's sort of buffet. You can't go there and be jealous and go, oh, I want this one dish from their life and leave the shit. It's like, no, no. If you want that life, you get the whole package. Yeah. It's like Foxtel. If you want yeah. the sports channels, you have to get fucking Lifestyle Australia as well. You just deal with like, it. You can't just pick the good parts out of other sports without understanding why they, like, why they work there. It's like how us football fans over here what we've been obsessed with trying to pick out promotion and relegation because they like it in European leagues. Yeah. Just Even though the does, top, the top five clubs in Australia are barely staying alive as That's it is. It. So that you just can't, you can't pick that out without taking the rest. You need the rest that holds that together, that why it works there. And like, yes, the, like the ingrained love of the sport in a country where it is the primary sport played by literally everyone. And every team is a part of a town and ingrained as like the fabric of that town. Yeah. We don't have that here. Yes. You think, you can, if you get that, then it's fine. Then have as much promotion and relegation as you like. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, picking the wildcard round without the context of the wildcard round doesn't work. As we already said, it's not half the teams in the NFL do not make the playoffs plus wildcards. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work. But as you said, there's nothing wrong with taking good ideas and looking at them. But yeah, I get, I really do get sick as well. Like he does of like half thought out, half baked. Yeah. Just pluck that out. It'll work here. It's like, no, it, it works there for a reason. Same thing. Why just taking origin from our sport doesn't work in other ones. Like how like, origin is essentially an all-star game, but we're like one of the very few yeah. codes and I'll happily be corrected by a fan, but I don't think, I can't think of a code at all where the equivalent uh, of all-star game fucking matters. No, it doesn't. No, oh, I, yeah. I mean, even in sports where it does have a, like a, like for example, in baseball, the winner of the wildcard game gets to host gets the to extra host game the, in the World Series. Yeah, last game in the World Series. But even then, teams still take the piss in it, and it's nowhere near as big a deal as Origin is. Um, yeah, that's it. And that's probably because there's nowhere else in the world where like the most hardcore, passionate fan base of the sport is concentrated into two states, which yeah. have a border with one another. And it had yeah. the uh, and there's and there's the history there. We know the, the history with the poking machines and all that kind of stuff that, that dr- 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 drove the divide or whatever. That doesn't exist elsewhere. So you can't just pluck Origin and hope it works. It just doesn't. And that's the same thing. Like All Star Game matters in the NBA for the for getting picked. It matters because you can get paid on if you make the All Star team. Yeah. But the game doesn't fucking matter. So players want to make it, but when the game starts, it's an exhibition contest. So yeah, it just it doesn't work like that. Anyway, any any comments, Dale? No, I agree. It's it's we can't we can't constantly compare ourselves to somebody else. Yeah, just have our own good ideas. We have isolation. sport sport dysmorphia. Yeah, we do. Uh, and last question: Josh Robbo says, with Casey Badger tweeting about Gavin Badger retiring after touch judging on Saturday afternoon, where would you have the badge in the best refs over the past few years? He says it should be one or two. I think it's. I mean, I've always thought him and Checkin were pretty good refs. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I did. I was a pretty big fan of Gerard Sutton's work a few years ago. Um, okay, yeah, I'm not a Sutton yeah. guy. 
not not top, not as much three recently, for sure. but yeah. um, a few years ago, yeah, I would have so, said so. Social, socials wise and engagement wise, he's been the best yeah. ref for donkeys. Yes, yeah, true. He's um, been my favourite for a long time. I'd say he'd be my my personal pick for the best. Yeah, um, Mitchell, you missed a question. Did any, I? Any yes. referee that has a beard, I'm all for. That's fair. Uh, RCB Sharks asks, in honour of the government's NBN backflip, what's the biggest backflip you've had to make on a footy opinion? God, I've had hate. I actually pulled up. Time. Can I read a tweet from May 30th, 2020 from at BMAP Bunga? Yes. Yep. Uh, Go for it. I know I pick West to make the finals every year, but tough to not like what we're seeing at the moment. Sneakily, one of the best spines in the comp. Dewey and Grant keep this up. Good. You have to keep Ooh, doing that, that's... by the way. You, you have picked the Tigers in the finals every year we've done this. Mm, yes, and I will do guy. it again in 2021. Um, yeah, not, I mean, not, not a great look for me. Yeah, by the way, my, my, the other best ref is Grant Atkins, if you ask me. Anyway. Um, you just love that he laughed when he sent Sam Burgess to the bin. That did like that. So <laughs> we're in the takes game. We're takesmen. You know, uh, humble takesmen. We are takesmen. So we've put a lot of shots up. And a lot of a miss, but like I like riding or dying with my fellows, and mm. I've died with a lot of fellows. Two other here, a very recent one. That's a, I didn't backflip though, but I died on that ship. My first real big backflip when I was really when I was a young fellow, Justin Hodges, leaving the club. How dare he? It must be terrible. But he came back. It's all right. Brett Seymour, ugh, couldn't stand him. But mm. um, I definitely go down with some shit players, like. I mean, I'll probably go down with Corey Oates if he drops 17 bombs in a game. And do, you, you mate, you, do you still believe in Ben Roberts? <laughs> no, I wasn't a Ben Roberts guy, though. Campo <laughs> was a big one. Like, but I'm trying to think, like, backflip, though. It's like, I guess I've had to have changed my mind. I don't think you can just include liking shit players. I think it's got to be a broader sort of, like, no, um, you thought X or Y would happen. Okay, um, I, I backflipped. I hate DCA. And I, used to, I liked him before he played Origin. I've hated him ever since. I was pushing for him to take Kronk's jersey at one point. Wow. What an idiot. I've, I've got a good Jeez, one for you, Dale. Like, yeah. like the very first podcast we ever did, you went on a massive rant about how Ricky Stewart was a fraud. So that's... And I mean, in fairness, at that point, he was... It was yeah, no, absolutely. A convicted but... fraud. <laughs> but, um, he was you know, guilty all... fraudulence. Yeah. But Dale, congratulations, on your... congratulations on being the only podcast host uh, who did not pick Manly to make the grand final this year. Ah, done, semantics. Mate. Oh god, we have to. Wait. Des might be one. We won't yeah, have to back him. No, that's it. Hurts me because like I'm I'm in on Des. I like Des yeah. professionally when I met him through work and and personally same same meetings. But mate, this is not not pretty. There's some quid on coach gains there this year. Hey. Yeah, he's been he's been for a man who has for so long been a a numbers guy and b a a man manager of some repute the man managing has gone out the window and the numbers don't look great no like they've had some terrible defensive games the last um the last few weeks that they're not crash hot surely bunga you've got about a litany of south players you believe oh yeah i mean i didn't even think that i didn't even think that counted like all the way back to like guys like brad watts and scott gettys and owen craig champion mate believed in all uh both champion won a premiership (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a million of those. I just didn't think they counted. I think it had, I thought it had to be like a take I made about something in, like that wasn't emotionally based. That was just sort of like saw this, got it wrong. Oh, actually, no. I, in, in saying that, I mean there were a few South fans that thought it was a mistake to let Dewey go and put Latrell at fullback. But yeah, probably, probably was the right call. I mean, well, hey, neither of them are going to be playing in the finals, so. Um, that's true, but Latrell was Latrell was close to South Best player when he was actually on the field. And playing, he was so. when he was on. He was on. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think the other way. What's some players I really hated that have, or, or I didn't rate that turned good? Uh, oh, Dane Gagai just this year. Yep. Matt, good Ravel, Ravelar was yes. turned around has been quite. That's a good one actually. He was he was a bit of a meme player earlier, but he's he's mm. good. Uh, Dragons fans in general, they just all loved Dufty from the day one, and then he was then they're off him. Now they're on him again, so it's been a wild ride. Yeah, he's he's been an interesting one, really, hasn't he? Yeah, he actually has. Um, he's, he's learned to fall down, which is often <laughs> the hardest part. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't think we've ever been like, the Storm are going to fail this year, guys, so we're good there. We have not. That yeah. is correct. Because, yeah, like, just... why would you? Like, there's a lot of players I've hated, but I knew they were good. Like, I don't like Nathan Cleary, but he was pretty good. Good potential. Just like, just like Nathan Cleary I'm trying to think. Who's a player I really thought was shit, and then they proved me wrong. Oh, Isaiah Yo, but I'm not really copying a big L on that. Everyone was on that one. I don't know. There's probably plenty out there. I'm sure people listening to here now have my takes imprinted in memory. Like, so, I was going to say, somebody's, wrong somebody's, somebody's, wrong somebody's cutting a take super cut right now. Yeah, uh, I dare you. Um, you guys said Alex Johnston wasn't a good fullback, so you were wrong about that. No, we so, were right. He's no yeah. Corey Allen. Strong disagree. <laughs> How about him returning to being shit the moment he signed his contract? That was a thing. <laughs> I mean, no, he, he dropped one ball. Come on. It was, ben Hunt dropped one ball and he's a meme. <laughs> Got yeah, good point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but Alex Johnson won the, 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 the grand final he played in. I'm though. muting him. I'm muting him. <laughs> wrap it up, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm the only one that's uh, not affected by Ben Hunt. Fantastic. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. This is uh, to the end of another show. Enjoy the last round of footy. Just try to enjoy it for what it is. A big old waste of time. And in the end, <laughs> isn't that what you do every week when you tune into an Boom rookies? Just waste an hour or so of your life? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Nothing matters. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>